It is time to blast off inside the kennel. And now, here is the Tomahawk Missile himself, Vindog Radio. charges that were against him in Kenosha, Wisconsin. A lot of people are, you know, Barbara Streisand and complaining today. And uh, this happened last week. It's insane what is going on in America, my friends. It's very, very terrible. Lots of division in this country. And it is caused by the left-wing Jetstream Media. Yeah, it is. And it is it is sad that this has come to this. All right. Welcome to the Kennel. Yes, indeed. On Podbean.com, a Money Bin production. Ladies and gentlemen, you can follow my man Money Bin on Rumbo. Yes, Instagram and Twitter at Money Bin Productions with the Z. Let's get down to business and tell you where you can follow us outside Podbean. Yes, you can follow The Kennel on iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and Pandora, and wherever you shall download podcasts. And we want to thank you for listening. It is a great appreciation from the vault to yours. And we're doing it big today. Because we have guests coming up in future episodes. Sean Fosey's coming up in the next episode. But right now, we're just going to get into Thanksgiving with T-Rex Radio coming up on the other side. That's going to be fun, folks. I can't wait to hear that one. It's going to be great. So Kyle Rittenhouse was ridiculed by all of the activists in the activist media. They uh, were hanging him before the verdict came out. Let's just say it how it is. And they were mad at the judge for grilling the district attorney at the end of it all. And the judge happened to be a Democrat. But they said that he is a member of the white supremacist movement, of course. They said that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist and et cetera and so forth. It just keeps getting better, right? Absolutely. And you know what? Listen to Kyle Rittenhouse. This is a clip from an interview that he did with Tucker Carlson, and you guys have to watch Tucker Carlson. He's awesome. Listen to this interview. This case has nothing to do with race. Um, it never had anything to do with race. It had to do with the right to self-defense. Right. Um, I'm not a racist person. I support the BLM movement. I support peacefully demonstrating. Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. He does what? I'm not a racist person. I support the BLM movement. I support peace. Hold on, against. listen, guys. I'm not a racist person. I support the BLM movement. I One support more time. right to self-defense. Watch. Right. Um, I'm not a racist person. I support the BLM movement. I did you hear that, folks? Listen. I'm not a racist person. I support the BLM movement. I support peacefully demonstrating. And I believe there needs to be change. I believe there's a lot of prosecutorial misconduct, not just in my case, but in other cases. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing to see how how much a prosecutor can take advantage of somebody. Yeah, 
it, it's crazy to me. Kyle Rittenhouse says he's not a racist and he supports the BLM movement, which, of course, I don't support the organization because they're nothing but a bunch of rioters and terrorists. So, the same people that he supports were eating him alive, chewing him up, and spitting him out. You tell me, guys. Who is the real racist? BLM is racist. Well, I don't know what's going on in this country anymore, but I'll tell you this much. Racism is on steroids nowadays. It's like we took 55 million steps back. Justice was served. People like Pastor TD Fakes are supporting the men that were shot by Mr. Rittenhouse in self-defense, might add you. It's not enough. TD Fakes is a racist. Yes, he is a bona fide racist. It's a clown show going on in this country, courtesy of the uber-left drive-by jet stream downplaying media. I think I'm sick of tired of tired talking about all this stuff right now. I, I just can't speak on it anymore. It's just ridiculous. It's just like you're going in a circle and you're talking to these people and they still don't get it. Coming up on the next episode, we're going to have Sean Folsey in the house. But for right now, we're going to talk Thanksgiving, a little bit of, you know, gratefulness, and we're going to have fun with my good friend, Mr. T-Rex Radio, a.k.a. Rex McNeil, Rex on the Road, Radio Future Hall of Famer. This man is the real deal, Holyfield, and a terrific broadcaster. I still I still a lot of his ideas, so that's fine, too. <laughs> Don't tell him that. You're listening to The Kennel right here on Podbean.com, a Money Bin production. Please like and follow the podcast, like I said, on Podbean.com, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and Pandora, and wherever you should download podcasts. You can follow me on the socials at VindogUSA on Getter, G-E-T-T-R, and Twitter and Instagram, Vindog Radio. And don't forget, it says USA at the end of it when you go to that page. Cool? All right, let's get to it. Cock back in it. Back in a minute, sucker. Back in a minute. More with the street shooter himself right after this. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Vindog Radio. American Airlines rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. 
Coca-Cola is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales, terrible 2020 results, reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor in China. Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they got busted. James Quincy, Coca-Cola. Stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. Nike is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. He shoots straight from the hip, and if you don't like it, go and stuff yourselves. Back to the kennel with Mr. Keeping It Real himself, Vin Dog Radio. Welcome back to this Thanksgiving edition of the Kennel Podcast with myself, Vin Dog Radio, a Money Bin Production. Please follow Money Bin on Twitter, Instagram, and Rumble at Money Bin Productions with a Z. He does not want me to promote YouTube because he says YouTube's always suspending people for absolutely no apparent reason. And okay. yeah, that's right. fine. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But I got to tell yeah. you, I have a, I have one of my good friends. We're going to do a rant together. And you okay. know who it is when we're doing a rant together, ladies and gentlemen. It is my man, Rex on the road himself, Mr. Rex yep. on the radio, T-Rex. McNeil, yes. what's happening, my brother? <laughs> Just getting ready to feast on that turkey and all the fixings. Mm-hmm. Are, yeah, I don't know what you're having for Thanksgiving dinner. And, uh, you know... I, I, I'm part Native American or whatever term we're using, okay? so uh, <laughs> Don't worry, we're not politically always, correct around here. Yeah. And, and I'm also <laughs> related to Daniel Boone, so it's a split, you know? So half of me is okay. Wait, 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 wait. Say who you're related to again. Uh, Daniel Boone, okay? Daniel yes. Boone. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The guy that, uh, you know, discovered Kentucky or founded Kentucky, that guy. That guy. Oh, you uh, mean the guy that would be super ticked off if he saw the way America was right now? (laughs) You think think he might be a little upset? I I don't know. I don't know. You know, he did one more swig of Kentucky whiskey for Mr. or Kentucky bourbon for Mr. Daniel Boone, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. And and he didn't like living close to people anyway. So, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, he likes some distance between himself and others. Uh, You know, that's fine. That's fine. But. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and, and I hope that you know whatever our political differences may be, or or, or different views of life, that we can all come together and be <laughs> thankful uh, for the blessings that we have uh, this holiday season. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's been a difficult couple of years. Oh yeah, yeah but difficult's it, not the word. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, you know it's been a little uh, you know what uh, trying at times. You might want to say it's mm-hmm. been uh, just. Uh, you know, things that we're all dealing with, you know? So, yes, uh, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have to tell you, you are uh, the king of all media. <laughs> I'm trying. So I, I, don't I, I can't climb that ladder. I'm, uh, Rick D's is still up there. <laughs> right. Right. That's it. That's yeah. the ticket. I'm trying to get his gigs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, like I always say, a gig's a gig. Until it's not. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you know, Rex, I, I was thinking the other day and I was listening to one of my good friends, Glenn Beck, the other day. 
Sure, and you brought yep, up a great point about, you know, the, this coming uh, holiday season of Thanksgiving and Christmas. And he sure. says, you know what the problem is with us here in America? We've forgotten how to be grateful for everything that we receive and things that we have. Well, I, you know, I couldn't agree more because I think, you know, in my life, I always try to be grateful for everything. I, I have my family's healthy. You know, I have a, a, a son that's healthy and and he he's he's on his way in in, in his his life uh you know i'm blessed with a wife and a family and, yes and then yeah you know, i've been lucky enough to do radio things and media things that was something i dreamed of when i was three years old i, I wanted mm-hmm. to talk on the radio or whatever and i've been able to you know for a large part of my life been able to talk on the radio or you know do those type of things and now we're doing what we do and uh uh, you know, th- those are huge blessings in no other country in the world. Would you be able to go, Hey, I want to do this and, and kind of chase that dream down. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I have to say, man, we've been blessed by God to even start a brotherhood yeah, together, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. And I mean, you and I worked, uh, you know, for an internet radio, uh, broadcasting, uh, conglomerate, <laughs> uh, you know, a long time ago. And that's how we kind of became friends. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, that's been great. We've kind of followed each other's uh, paths and, and see what's going on with the uh, Vin Dog Man. And, uh, you know, I mean, you're doing great things. I mean, look at your podcast. I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago. You had five listeners. <laughs> and now I'm up now to seven. Up. Yeah, I was just going to say, you're up to seven now. You get you get one every day of the week. It's amazing. I mean, dreams do come true, my friend. Dreams do come true. Yes, they do. And especially if you work towards them and you have to continue to want to work. What? Work? I I will not work. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that is, you know, well, I, I mean, I think we forgot about the value of work, right? Mm-hmm. We've forgotten yes. that, uh, yeah, and you and I haven't, I'm, I'm working every day. I was working when you, you reached out to me, I was doing some work, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but I think as a society, we've kind of said, eh, I don't know if I really want to work. I don't know if I really want to work for that. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it makes me think of Dodger fans, you know, they don't want to stay for the whole game. You know, they, <laughs> and, and you know, they're like, Hey, we'll be out of here by the third inning. No hey, matter what. You know what? Story. I've seen some giants fans file out by the seven inning of certain games. They're like, we're not well, sticking yeah, around for you, this. Well, traffic, <laughs> traffic can be a problem. And, and you turn on the radio and, and listen to it or whatever. I mean, I, I Dodger fans to me could be a whole rant. And so I don't want to destroy your show talking about my feelings about Dodger fans. And I know you're embedded in, in Southern California society. So I don't want to ruin that. Well, you know how I feel about major league baseball right now, but that's a whole different story. It we sure came here is. to talk. We came here to talk about us, our families and Thanksgiving. And, right. Right. And, and what are you, what are you thankful for Vin dog? I mean, uh, whew, what, what's, uh, you know, what's going on in your life that wow. you go, yeah, man, that's I have an it. endless amount of things. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. I have an endless amount of things. I, you know, it's at a point to where I can't even, you know, begin to know where to start. You know, I mean, of course, it's, you know, family, friends, right. brotherhoods that we've created together. Um, sure. uh, you know, the things that God has given me, like uh, mm-hmm. an outlet to do a podcast and I don't sure. have to answer to a boss man. That right. is the awesome experience of it all. Well, you know, and, and and I feel the same way with Rex on the road that that we do the videos that we do. We just got we were just blessed uh, by having the Folsom Chamber 
uh, come to us and said, hey, can can you do videos of, of the 55 wineries? That, Did that you promoting? say the Folsom Chamber? Yes, I said the Folsom Chamber. And I said, yes, yes, we can do that. Wow. They go, it's only, you know, there's only a week until the event. I said, well, we'll get... We'll get some stuff. We'll get, I don't think we got to 55, but we got around 20. Okay. And, uh, you know, this is a blessing because we've been, <laughs> as you know, yeah. we've been working with these wineries and this was another way to, to kind of be in their world and say, Hey, here's what we do. Here's, you know, so, uh, and now out of those people that we've met with, we signed just today, we signed two new wine clients that we're going to be working with, um, who didn't probably didn't know who we were, you know, didn't, that is uh, absolutely did. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's through, you know, I always say work gets your work, right? And, yes, it and does. Yeah. And so somebody sees the work you're doing and they go, wow, that guy, you know, whatever, they find value in it. And then, you know, they go, hey, maybe he could do this for us or maybe he could do that or maybe he would fit into this or he would fit into that, you know. And so I, I think, uh, you know, work begets work. That's always been my philosophy. And so, you know, it and it is a blessing to work for yourself. And to be able to do media things, because as we know, if you're in the media business, you're usually working for a radio, a TV station, a newspaper, a magazine, and they have control over what you do, right? They yes, have control, yes. They and, have and, control and, over what you do. And, you know, to a certain degree, I don't have a problem with that. But to another degree, I have a problem with it in the sense of I used to get in trouble all the time for, for saying hi to somebody who worked at a certain business that may not be an advertiser, right? Wow. And they would come and talk to me and they'd, why'd you say hi to them? We're trying to get them to advertise. And, and my philosophy was this, if me saying hi to them, you know, hi, Jim, Bob, thanks for uh, checking in from Harold Ford. If that's the reason they choose not to advertise, you're not a very good salesperson. Absolutely. Because if you're saying yeah. hi to somebody from a Ford place or a restaurant or a right. Chevy dealer, you know what? That will entice them to advertise with your company right. even more. Like you said, right. the salesperson was a sales pig. That's why they were upset because they couldn't close the deal. <laughs> right, right. And and so, you know, and, and the great thing about what we do now is we decide who we want to work with. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there was somebody I ran into the other day that's in the, the wine industry and and I had to do a little interview with him because of the thing I was working on. You and know, the thing. The thing, the thing. <laughs> uh, and, and I came away from that interview going, I tried to get those people to work with them. I'm glad I didn't. You know, uh -huh. I'm glad I didn't. Nothing, nothing against them. I don't wish them ill will or anything. It just made me go, you know, I don't think I want to work with that person. I don't think I want to work with that company. Oh, wow. Uh, you know. Uh, hey, what was, and, did you ever have to work in radio on Thanksgiving? Oh my gosh, a million times. I worked in San Francisco. I worked in Sacramento. I, you know, crashed on station couches because I was doing two shifts. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I yeah. thought it was because of just the small checks that you get from them because I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a combination of the two, I like to think. I, you know, I, I like to think. You've seen, you've seen Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP. Yes, yes. Okay. And, and that gives you a thumbnail sketch of how this deal works. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that was a reality show before I got into radio. <laughs> they were warning us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They tried to tell us and uh, apparently we weren't listening. <laughs> yeah. But, Mr. Carlson was the money man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you, you know, did you ever work? I, I worked for a couple of guys that were like that GM whose mom, you know, held the money or whatever. Did you ever work for anybody like that? I worked for a GM whose wife held the money. 
Yeah, well, I mean, there you yeah. go. Same, same. <laughs> Basically his mom. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I mean, there was, you know, the thing you have to say is, and I, w- I was talking to my son about this the other day, is back when I, I started in radio, my radio career was going is, like, say, we'll say Sacramento. And uh, a market of Sacramento is a medium market. Yes. Uh, you know, at, at this time, there was probably, you know, like, in Sacramento itself, say, 20 radio stations. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you if you lost a gig or you thought your gig was, you know, going to be gone soon, you could go bounce to, like, one of the competing radio stations in town, right? Oh, man, that was always fun yeah. to do, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So, I mean, you know. You would go, you know, if you were working for a radio station WABC, you would go to WNBC or whatever. Wait, 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 wait! wait. You gotta say it. You gotta say it with me now. Say it with me now. Okay. WNBC. Okay. <laughs> right, just just as Don Imus and Howard Stern said it many years ago. That's right. Oh, That's right. Oh man, what a uh, but, um, but so you know there was individual owners, so you know it wasn't like iHeart and it wasn't like. Uh, whatever Odyssey or whatever, you know, it was like mm-hmm. there was individual owners that you could go work for, right. you know, and so you could get a job, you know, and uh, that's not the case anymore, right? So uh, no, you know, no, were, no, no, it's all corporate size. It's like six corporations that own everything now. Right, right, exactly. And well, if you're not an iHeart guy, if you're not an Odyssey guy, if you're not uh, Sirius XM, good luck. Hey, what is your specialty to make on the holiday? Your specialty, you know, I am not, I am not a cooking guy, really. Um, okay, uh, you know, I, I'm not. I wish I could. I wish I could say I was. I, I just, you know, my wife sees me going into the kitchen and she asks me to leave. She goes, uh, you know, wait, 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 wait. The same thing happens to you. Yes. Oh yes, man. Yes, yeah. Yes, my yes. my my lady, when she sees me going towards the kitchen, she's like, "Turn that way, dear. You're fine." Oh. Yeah, I, yeah. I think whenever she's yeah. knowing that I'm in the kitchen, she's going to have a conniption fit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think my wife's afraid I'll burn the place down. Yeah, uh, that's I, the same thing yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, she'll let me use the microwave from time to time. And, uh, popcorn. <laughs> and, and, and I can pop popcorn, but only occasionally. You know, it's a, yeah. it, it's a treat. It's a treat. So, what is uh, it with those with those broadcasters, man? They think we're going to burn the whole thing down. <laughs> well, you know, it's the same way when I was a kid and my dad would, you know, ask me to work on the car, right? Mm-hmm. I, here's my philosophy. Broadcasters cannot do anything else other than broadcast. Okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's, you know, I, I told somebody, they, they go, are you good at home improvement? I said, no, but I'll say, if you need a live remote broadcast from somewhere, we can do that. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I talked to Mr. Chef Boyardee's a while back uh-huh. and you know, that guy, he's a baker. Yeah, what uh, D's desserts or something? Yes, uh, D's desserts, and, yeah. and and he makes a killer dressing. I I've had it before a long time yeah. ago. He makes a okay. killer dressing to go the stuffing to go with the turkey. I'm like, wow, this stuff is good. Well, see, Rick D's was was so successful, right? Mm-hmm. That that you know he you know I mean radio came so easily to him, or at least it always seemed like it did, right? Yeah. That, uh, that uh, you know, when he had time away from the disco duck, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think the, he had time to get involved in other hobbies. And uh, you know, uh, you know, one thing you got to say is that's terrific, man. If you can, if you can do something else, you know, if you're, you're talented at something else, and you can 
get your uh, creative juices flowing over that. See, before I got into radio, I was a soccer player. I played uh, semi-pro. I played some college ball. Mm-hmm. And I was a licensed FIFA ref. I was, I've, I've coached soccer. Um, my son had the chance to play pro soccer and decided not to do that. Uh, that's a whole nother story. We'll get into it at another time. I'm not bitter. Okay. I'm not bitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bitter. I, and did I say I'm not bitter like three times? I think, uh, I'm not bitter. Um, son, that's a great decision. And I'm so proud of you. Uh, actually, I am proud of my son that he was smart enough to make the right decision. Somebody in the family finally did. And he, uh, so, uh, you know, congrats to him. Congrats to little Jeremy. And, uh, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate what he's doing. He's, you know, he's doing great. So a uh, little help he needs from his dad. But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's what brings the family together. Really. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, you know, over turkey, over fixings, and, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, and I go too often, I go to him for advice about careers and stuff, um, because he's got it figured out, obviously, and I don't. At a I'm young still, age. At a very young age. He's he's all of 24 years old, and uh, he already knows uh, that he's going to run the real estate world, and everything is good there, and, uh, and he's good at social media, he's nice. good on camera, he's good behind a microphone. And, uh, you know, he could have been a broadcaster too, but he was smart enough. Okay. He was smart enough to decide that another route of employment might be a good idea. And, uh, you know, hats off, (laughs) hats off to him. I know a guy who's 53 years old, Rex, and he Uh still hasn't figured out how to get through life yet. (laughs) Really? Okay. Wow. He's a young man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little older older than that myself, but, uh, you know. Congrats to him. He, he's going to figure it out at 53. I, I'm going to be lucky if I figure it out at 65. Yeah, no kidding. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of stuff has happened prior to this holiday. Yeah. Yeah, it sure has. You know, yeah. verdicts on cases and et cetera. You know, Kyle yeah. Rittenhouse and man, it's just. It's been a fiesta around here. You know, give me give me this, Kyle Rittenhouse, and I don't know a lot about that situation or that mm-hmm. case, but it seems to me that social media, once again, has done what it's really good at doing, getting people who know nothing about the case to make a comment about it. Yes. Yeah, and to plaster him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know enough about the case to say one way or the other, if he's right, if he's wrong, if he's, mm-hmm. you know, undecided or whatever. And, and I'm not going to make a judgment about somebody um, if I don't have enough of uh, facts and I don't mm-hmm. feel I've been able to grasp the facts through media, social media of whether what he did was right, whether he, what he did was wrong. Um, you know, but now every step this guy makes any look he has on his face, um, you know, one side will say, see, he's guilty. He, I told you he was guilty. He got away with it. You know, exactly. Exactly. And, and then the other side, you know, applauds him as, is some great American, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, I just think it just shows how divided we are as a country. It just yeah, shows. Uh, you know, you I, know, I can say that I can comment on it because I, I took a whole look at the case, but there are certain, you know, athletes and <clears throat> I won't say their names on my show because they don't mm. deserve that kind of uh, right. pub because they already have enough as it is. Um, sure. They don't, they didn't know the facts. They just go by what the media tells them. 
you know, it, you know, well, and part and part of my gig is doing research anyway. So right, well, and mine too. And yeah. I just don't feel that I know enough about that case. Mm-hmm. You know, what this makes me think of in this case is a perfect example of it. Is in, in a younger time, we said, "Don't ever yell fire in in a movie theater." Right? <laughs> if it's not a fire. Well, you know, I mean, it's going to put people's lives in danger if there is a fire because you're going to have mass hysteria. And if there isn't a fire, somebody's going to get trampled. And, you know, and it's now social media is just this great. Let's have an immediate reaction to something we don't have enough information about. Basically, super gaslighting is what it is. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, let's say tomorrow we we go to the grocery store and somebody robs the grocery store and they say, hey, Vendog did it. Right. Mm hmm. I mean, you you were just in the, the checkout line getting whatever you were getting, but somebody says, hey, Vin Dog did it. You know, he robbed the, the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Well, in social media now, we don't even have time for a trial. We don't even have time for independent judgment to some degree. I mean, and, and we had the media before, too. But, I mean, now it's to the point of it's it's like, wow. You know, you could step outside the door of your house, and if a bunch of people decide that, they want to destroy your life in 30 seconds. They can do it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is, I, I didn't say anything yet until the whole case was heard and, you mm-hmm. know, the verdict, you know, was read sure. because I, I don't like jumping the gun because mm-hmm. that it, it's dangerous. And I, and I learned that from my parents, you know, they say yeah, hey, well, it's, yeah. a person is innocent until proven guilty. Right. Well, I mean, you know, what we used to have is, is we used to have journalism, a thing called journalism. Oh, and, that thing, yes. I remember yeah. when I was a young kid and, in the and 80s. That's, you know, that's when somebody would have three sources before they went to press with the story. Sure, the goal was to be first, but it was to be fair. It was to, you know, uh, you know, show some chain of evidence, right? And and now we don't we don't even bother with such things. We just go, Hey, I don't like uh I don't like people that are purple. Okay, so for sure he must be guilty. He, you know, he did it because I don't like purple people. It's absolutely shameful. It, it, it is. And it, it's ridiculous that, you know, uh, we're so plugged into social media, then we react, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not having much information about the situation, not knowing the person, not knowing the circumstance and going, they're guilty. You know, they, yeah. they, they, you know, uh, I heard they were a member of the Ku Klux Klan, you know? <laughs> You realize, wait a minute, he wasn't a member, but I'm going to say he is anyway, just right, because right. the rest of them That's said what I'm it. saying is false information could pop up about you. It could pop up about me. And all of a sudden, you know, we're fighting for air just to say, hey, that, you know, you know, it, it's I don't know. It, it, it's just, you know, it, it, you've got one side of the media that will grab anything. And I, I think people realize that the media's job is to incite passion. Mm-hmm. All right. So, mm-hmm. so you. So they get more clicks, they get more views, and network news is dying. And so they'll do anything to get get a view, right? I think more- CNN has less listeners than me or watchers, whatever they have. They have less than five? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, you know, it's what? funny. All of these news outlets, these mainstream news outlets, they're, they're just horrible. Just horrible at what they report. Well, I think they're so biased anymore that people just turn them off. Mm-hmm. You know, and nobody's watching, right? And you know, I, I just wonder if journalism will be reborn. Let's say in the next five, ten years, fifteen, twenty years, mm-hmm. uh, if if people will go, 
you know, I, I went to journalism school. I went to media school. I went to broadcasting in college. Uh, you know, I had, I remember having to take a class and it was about news medias of the world and kind of how they covered, uh, events. And you had medias, uh, say in El Salvador, it was purely a communist media it was going to reflect the view of the state, the government. And you knew that, right? And so, it was reflecting the view of the people. Right. So if you picked up that paper, if you read that paper, and maybe it's the only paper in their country, I don't know. Um, you knew that the view you were going to get was the government, the government doctrine, right? It was going to get mm-hmm. the communist view. Uh, you weren't going to get an independent view. You weren't going to get a, an unbiased view. Uh, and, and look, now we're kind of the same way. And what does that say about a society? You know, I mean, I don't even know. Oh, man. I just say that people need to turn back to God and fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I think once we Quit took fast God and out, in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. When we took God out of schools and we said, you know, we don't want praying in school. We don't want the uh, allegiance to the flag. We don't want this. We don't want that. We didn't put any values in place of that. We just made it empty. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you got to believe in something. And if you have nothing there to believe in, then you're going to have chaos. And that's I think what's that's, happening right now. Total yeah. chaos. Oh my gosh. I mean, have you noticed the way people treat you in the grocery store? They'll run you over. Yes. They'll run you over. I know and, your uh, wife sees it every day. Probably. She does. She does. You know, and it's just, you know, I mean, you see something like that, you're around something like that. I, I think that can make you, you know, hardened in the sense of not seeing that, that man still has good and woman still has good. And, and so yes. that makes it for somebody to go, Oh yeah, I see this every day. By the way, I still believe in, in, in people being good to each other. I mean, you're shocked now when somebody says good morning to you, you're shocked when somebody says, have a nice day that, you know, <laughs> when we, when we grew up, I mean, that was a pretty normal thing. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'll go for a walk or a run and I'll say hi to somebody and they look at you like they just don't want to communicate with another soul on the place of the earth. Uh, <laughs> and, and I guess that's my thing is I've always been a social person. And so saying hi to somebody or whatever, hey, good morning. Well, that's a part know. of our, our repertoire, too, in, you know, yeah. in the field that yeah. we're in right now. Right. It's insane, Rex. Just insane. And it's nuts. But, I mean, you know, there. I, I think that there's still hope. And, you know, hopefully we can turn this corner and... Uh, you know, respect each other again and uh, be cordial to each other and, and uh, realize that we're all going through something. We're all dealing with, you know, some kind of stress, whether that be a job situation, a family situation, um, worried about the future, worried about our kids, our grandkids uh, and, and the world that, that they're going to be growing up in. Yeah. You know? And realize it's not government who gives you freedom. It's God who gives you freedom. Yeah. Free yeah, will. And, you know, the thing you have to remember is freedom isn't free, okay? And and you have to salute the military and what they've done mm-hmm. to keep this country free. And and we're not done yet. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's halftime. I think it's halftime. We go in, we get a motivating uh, get a motivating message from Coach Vin Dock. <laughs> Woo! And, and we go back out there in the second half and show them what we got. Yeah, okay. just finish it off in the fourth quarter. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, it's not the two-minute warning yet, but well, mm-hmm. we're getting closer to that than, than maybe we would like. Okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, you know, 
you know, I, I look at it this way and I put a message up on social media today. I said, it's a motivation Monday. Be the best you, you can be today. All right. That, you know, we're so used to competing with each other instead of going, I'm going to be the best version of me today that I can be the best person. You know, right. I'm going to, I'm going to be a good father. I'm going to be a good husband. I'm going to be a good citizen of my community. Mm-hmm. And, and and let's focus on that. We've got more in common than we do differences. Absolutely. Let's together. You know, let's come together and go, hey, I understand you have a family. I have a family. We're both trying to support those families and, and build them up as much as we can. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that we can't be cordial to each other and, and be humane to each other. Exactly. And in my book, you know, that's oh, yeah. you know, the way I look at it. Yeah, that's the thing, man. People need to start talking to one another again. That's the whole premise of it all. Society has become alienated. Uh, you're too busy on your phone to have time to talk to a human being. <laughs> uh, That's like you know? when you call a company and you want to get something done. Right. You're like, I want to right. talk to a live person here, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, and now that happens all the time. Press two, you know. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Yeah. And, Press uh, zero for something else. What? I thought right. it was for the operator. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I don't know what you see and, and you're a, you're a bright guy and, and I consider you a friend and, and, and look to you for, for motivation and stuff. And, you know, the thing is, is you have this podcast, you do a tremendous job at, you're delivering a message, you're, you're entertaining, uh, you're inspirational. Uh, the thing is, is, you know, you got to keep doing that because people need it. You know, you gotta, you, you can't stop. Yeah. You know? That's why you have to keep doing Rex on the road, man. People need food and drinks. <laughs> exactly with the way we're going people need to be drunk okay <laughs> in stuporous a drunken stuporous <laughs> well maybe i don't need to be drunk but everybody needs to be drunk. <laughs> oh man we need to yeah. we need to be drunk on love for one another that's what we need to be drunk on <laughs> yeah it, 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 you know what amazes me and and I'm, I'm a touch older than you i'm not even sure how old you are but i, I know that you're a little younger than me and the thing is, is I grew up in the late seventies, early eighties. I grew up in a, in a, a poorer neighborhood, uh, and it was ethnically mixed. I mean, there was Hispanics, there was African Americans, there was native Americans, there was a lot of different nationalities in the neighborhood I grew up. That's probably why I got involved in soccer. Right. Right. Because soccer is a great blending game. And no matter where you come from, you get on the soccer field, you play, but no matter the color of your skin, that doesn't matter. It's like you can either play or you can't. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, and, and I could play and, and, and love soccer. And, and so that was, that was the first thing that really opened me up. And if it wouldn't have been for soccer, there's no way I would have been able to do radio or any of the other things that we've done. I, I was very shy. I was an uncoordinated kid and I became a good soccer player. I worked at it. I became good. Yeah. Uh, you know, every day I practiced every day, every day, every day. Um, and the great thing about playing soccer and the great thing I always loved about playing soccer was you would get on that field, you would step on that field and there would be somebody from the different part of the world than you were familiar with. Right. Uh-huh. And so I was a forward, so I would be facing up to their fullbacks. Right. And, you know, when the ball is down at the other end of the field, sometimes you get in like a brief conversation, you know, it's like, oh, where are you from? Okay, I'm from Brazil. Okay, cool. You know, and my question to them was always before you came to America, what did you think of the United States? And did it meet what you thought it would be? You know, and uh, it was always amazing to talk to people that came from different countries and different cultures, but they were always happy to be here and always Uh 
had a fondness for America, it seemed. You know, it wasn't ever, it wasn't like, I wish I wouldn't have came here. It was like, yeah, I'm glad to be here. And, you know, they seen opportunity in our country, right? They seen opportunity uh, that was better than wherever they came from, uh, that there was a chance to climb the the social economic ladder, uh, to have a better life for their kids or for themselves. And so it was always cool to kind of talk to these people from different parts of the world or, you know, different parts of the country or, or, or what have you. Mm -hmm. And, and just see what their thoughts were about, you know, America, especially if it was somebody from a foreign country. You know, to me, it was always really interesting to hear, you know, oh, I, I'm from Germany or I'm from, you know, Brazil or I'm from, you know, uh, England or, or what. It was just kind of cool to hear their take on America. Yeah. Not, you know, and they always seemed grateful. They always seemed like they were happy to be here and they were looking to contribute to society and they were looking to chase after their dreams, whatever those dreams may be. Yeah. You, you, I noticed that a lot too. Like when people come here from Cuba or China, mm-hmm. Oh man, I, I have a few friends that are from Cuba and China and they'll tell you, they'll say, wow, man, right. People here don't appreciate right. what they have. Like I know people in our countries that will trade places with them right now. <laughs> well, you know, I think sometimes, You know, and right now what's going on with jobs and people taking jobs or not taking jobs, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the things we have, even the the things that where it's kind of a lower class thing in those other countries and some of those third world countries, can you imagine what they would give to have the opportunity to have a car, have a place to live, have food on the table, uh, be able to walk or kind of go anywhere they really wanted to go? Yeah, and to them, you and I would be economically wealthy. Just but that's like, what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And, and we're poor, and we're like, no, we're we're not below right, the poverty right. line. But, but I mean, you know, to them, this man, yeah. you guys have it all. To the majority of the world, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're the ideal. We're the we're the dream. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, that doesn't mean that you know there's nothing wrong with this country and how we deal with different uh, different issues and and different uh, nationalities and and stuff, but. Still, you have it better here than anywhere else in the world, I think. And that's why we have to get back to the basics of being grateful. Oh, I think grateful, you know, I, I've always tried to be grateful for my life and mm-hmm. and and what happened in my life. And, and I look back and go, oh, wow, man, I, I really did what I wanted to do. You know, I really got lucky and got put in the right place. Uh, you know, even Rex on the road uh, after I kind of had kind of retired from radio per se, uh, you know, Rex on the road came about and it, something, uh, it, it came from somewhere. It wasn't me. I didn't come up with the idea. (laughs) (laughs) God had the idea before we even were thought of. Right, right. Exactly. And and you look back at something and you go, Oh wow, that was fate. That was destiny. That was, you know, it's, you know, if for some reason it, it has become a bad word for, for people to thank God. And I, I just don't get that. I, I don't, uh, I don't understand how that can be a bad word. We just have to uh, pray for them, bro. <laughs> I think you do. And the thing is, is I've never been a person to push my beliefs off on somebody, but mm-hmm. I'm going to live my life in a way that hopefully somebody looks and goes, you know, that guy's kind of doing it right. That guy, you know, seems to be a good person. You know, mm-hmm. he cares about his family. He cares about, uh, you know, his community and, yeah. uh, you know, you know, but I mean, it, it, it's, uh, you know, it's challenging times and, uh, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with, uh, 
you know, reading the Bible and, and, and getting something out of that and getting a, you know, having a belief system. I think it's same. made me a better person. Oh, I know it makes me a better. My wife said to me the other day, cause <laughs> I've started kind of reading the Bible again every day. And, uh, she goes, you're better when you read the Bible every day. And I said, yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I, yeah, Something think, magical about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, See you know, the thing soon, is, I, I, I always yeah. think you have to believe in something. You have to have faith in something, you know, and, and what you decide to have faith in, that's up to you. But, you know, you gotta, you gotta have a belief system, you know, and if you don't, then, you know, what are you just kind of like flying by the seat of your pants or what's going on? Sounds like a radio terminology right there, my friend. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess it is. Fly by the seat of your pants. That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> well, hey, man, uh, you know, before we get out of here, I want to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, I know we're going to have a great Thanksgiving and uh, looking forward to uh, the holiday season. And uh, and we're going to do a Christmas rant, too. So that's going to be oh, good. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you got to have me on at least once a month. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, or uh, Spotify won't let you on anymore. Yeah, so yeah exactly. Have, yeah. They'll demonetize me if I don't have Oh, you no. On. We can't have that. We can't have that. <laughs> well, my brother, uh, always a blessing to, to yes. have you as a friend and uh, to hang out and chit chat and have some fun and uh, talk about. Uh, Whatever's going on in the world these days, right? Yes, sir. And thank you all so much for joining us. You know, it's great to have these sit downs because it's always great. And it's always fun when you sit down with a fellow brother and just do this. It's so Amen. cool. Yeah, I love it. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, please, uh, Rex, give them your socials where they can follow you. Okay. Yeah, our Facebook page is Rex on the Road Media. You can follow us there. You can also hashtag Rex on the Radio. We host a, a radio show on iHeartRadio on a 70s format station. Uh, you can find us late at night. We'll be Woo! on to, uh, after 10 uh, Pacific. Uh, it's the T-Rex radio show. It's it's a fun time for all. And uh, so we do that. And you can find us on all social media, uh, T-Rex radio. So uh, we're all over the place. Oh, yeah. And, tw uh, and TikTok, it's Rex on the roads. So, wow. Uh, Rex there you on go. the road. I got to right. join that. Eventually. You do, man. You do, man. You got an open invitation. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll have to take you to a winery or, or something, uh, something with some beverage in it, right? Yes, and I like to meet that one conservative winery owner too. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. In fact, I was just talking to him today, uh, Mike Owen with Crystal Basin Cellars in uh, Apple Hill, uh, up above Placerville, California. And then he has a wine oh, taste. Oh, nice! In, in historic Folsom which is uh, a tourist area and a historic Folsom. And that's Crystal Basin Station. Mike's a great guy. We've worked with him for three years. And uh, he's just, uh, he's a great guy. He's the guy that put together uh, the wine festival we just did. Nice. Uh, I got to have him on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, when I see him Friday, I'll mention I'll mention him to you and uh, you guys need to hook up. You guys would have a blast. <laughs> I will too. I will too, man. I know it. It's right. going to be fun. And ladies and gentlemen, please love one another. Take care of each other. And remember, don't forget to add the kennel and follow it. Yes. Love and follow the kennel and give us five stars on podbean.com. Over 5 million downloads of the podbean app to date. And we're on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify. Yes, indeed. You can't get any better. Apple Music. 
Music, an Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, and Pandora and Amazon Music. Thank you so much for listening to the kennel. My man, Money Bin, the super producer, is ready to cock back and aim. 